With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to WrestleMania Week here on Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Read. What's happening everybody and welcome to this, another episode of Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet and this, the closing show of Wrestlemania week. (laughs) I'm your host Stephen Wilson and today we are closing off our Wrestlemania week by talking about the main card of Wrestlemania. We're going to talk about the big matches that's going to happen this weekend, we're going to talk about the big main event bouts. Uh, some of the big grunge matches that are happening, all happening here. But first, I'm going to introduce you to my lovely panel who are going to take me through these wonderful matches. First of all, is someone who was very salty at the prospect of her favourite tag team losing this coming weekend. It is, of course, Sarah Grief. Why have you got to bring the revival into this? Because I wasn't allowed to use my other intro, so there you go. <laughs> I know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cry when it happens. Well, how are you otherwise? I mean, yeah, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Fantastic. And next off is a man who has many, many fantastic qualities. Sadly, one of those is not his Glasgow Uni accent. It is David Campbell. Did you come out that one on the spot, Stephen? Yes. I, think that one. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say it's good to be on the main card. And you've got two of the four Goatsmen here. How lucky yes. are you? How You're lucky very lucky. Are you? Yes. How lucky am I? <laughs> <laughs> On the note of Goatsman, joining me is a man who loves to cry when his mother leaves him in certain places. It is, of course, Derek Kernan. Stephen, don't be jealous that your mum likes me more than she likes you. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, it hurts me. It hurts me every day. (laughs) How are you, Derek? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Good. And rounding off our panel is a man who had a stag do that was so hot, he set off the fire alarm. It's Alan McLucas. All right, mate. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I am good. I'm good. Recovering. Recovering just. Yes, good. Good. It was. Uh... The disco ball was left intact this time. Yes. There was lots of disco balls actually in that place. It was quite <laughs> temptation. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, rounding off our merry group of WrestleMania fans is a man who has the patience of a saint who will soon get a large delivery of cider from a mystery donator. It's Kwaku Aji. What's up, what's up? Well, soon. I've not had any cider yet, so my patience is running quite thin right now. Uh, somebody get the cider to that, man. I'll see you on Saturday, mm-hmm. it's fine. There we go. Oh, the okay. cider delivery The cider delivery is coming in 
some sort of lovely package. <laughs> Only barrels are accepted for this runoff. I don't think my Punto could take that, Quacker. <laughs> Make it happen. Yeah, oh, that, Punto can't, that Punto can't take a lot. You leave my Punto out of this. You started it. I know. This thing's so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's move back onto the topic that is WrestleMania week. Before I go on to the main previews, just a bit of housekeeping. You can find us on all good podcasting sites, Spotify, iTunes, and any other sites. Just search for Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. We're available on all the social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Suplex Retweet. And we also have a nice, lovely, functioning website, suplexretweet.com, where you can catch up with everything that's going on here at Suplex Retweet over WrestleMania week. Right, guys, you just want to talk about the wrestling? Uh, yes, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So let's start off with a match that we probably didn't really expect to be happening at this point last year. We'll talk about the Women's Tag Team Championship match. We've got the Boston Hug Connection defending against the teams of Nia Jackson, Tamina, Beth Phoenix and Natalia, and the Iconics. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Sarah, I'll start with you on this one. What's your thoughts on the fact that we're, we're going to be having a women's championship match at an event, a women's tag team championship match, sorry, at a big event like WrestleMania? I mean, it's been a long time coming. Like, I remember talking about this on our last women's show just shortly before Evolution, mm-hmm. about when it was rumoured that the tag team titles were going to come about. Now, we didn't get it then. We got it just shortly after our Elimination Chamber. And it was the only direction that the women's division can go in because at the moment you had two singles belts with a completely stacked roster of at least 20 women per roster. And that's too many women to be chasing after one belt. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. It can only have good things coming from this. Yeah, I mean, um, Alan, we know you're not a fan of tag team wrestling, as you've said oh, many yeah. times. Uh, what's your, your thoughts on the tag team championships early reign? It's only been going on for about a month now. It's been a bit underwhelming. I don't feel they've utilised it well so far. But the only way is up, and this is the potential for the tag titles to have that opportunity. Massive stage. Uh, a lot of people are expecting to actually be the opening match, so this could end up setting the tone for the whole show. And it's got potential to be very, very good. There's a lot of really good teams in it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of really good individual, talented wrestlers, except for Kamina. Um, <laughs> yep. But yeah, it's got real potential, and it'll bring credibility to these titles, which is what it obviously needs. I know they're only... What, Eight weeks old, really, mm-hmm. but you know it's given them the starting shot, and you know what better place to have them defended in a really good match potentially at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean you mentioned some of the competitors in that match. However, you did highlight one particular person, and Derek, I'll go into you in this one. Why do we have Tamina in a championship match at WrestleMania in 2019? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. Thinking about that, I don't. I was thinking about it and I didn't understand why it just couldn't have been a match of Boston Hug versus Iconics. Mm-hmm. Actual two tag teams rather than, you know, I, th- I like Nia Jax, but I think she's so much better as a singles competitor. To mm-hmm. me, I don't think has any real purpose. Beth Phoenix getting thrown in there is another, ran- you, know, a, you know, a sort of random situation as well. And Natalia, they're just looking for something for her to do, I think, on the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned about Phoenix. Uh, it was quite surprising. I mean, a lot of people thought we were going to see... Elita and Trish Stratus be the two people that we're going to have, uh, legends-wise. So Beth Phoenix was one that's kind of came out of left field, I think, to a lot of yeah. people. And I think the, you know, the, the the Trish and Lita situation would have been would have been good. However, I feel like now it's time for, you know, more active females on the roster to get their chance to show what they can do at WrestleMania as well. But it would it would have been a great idea to have them to come back as well for sure. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the teams that you mentioned there is, of course, the Iconics, which brings me to their biggest fan, David Campbell. Yes, <laughs> the Iconics, the best duo since chips and curry sauce, man. Like, absolutely. <laughs> I'm being 100% serious when I say this. They're the most entertaining act in the WWE today. Whenever the Iconics are on screen, they are so irritating and so annoying, and they wind everyone up to the point it's just absolutely amazing. They are the best heels in the product, the most entertaining part of the Elimination Chamber match for the first women's tag team titles. And as Sarah was saying in a previous show from this week, it's always better to have heel champions so babyfaces can chase after them. I think the Iconics would be great sniveling heel champions, and I'm hoping, hoping they win at WrestleMania. (laughs) Yeah, the Iconics right. sound like a female version of David Campbell, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to admit that uh, the promo on SmackDown this week was brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Short so, to the point. Yeah, uh, it was so, so funny. But as you said, I mean, the Iconics are the kind of heel team that somebody like Sasha and Bailey need. Uh, Sarah, do you f- what's your thoughts on the two of them's initial run with the belts? Do you think they could have done more with so far, or do you think they've kind of played it right? I think they could have done so much more. I mean, yeah, it's been a really, really good thing watching them pop up on every single brand. So like, they popped up on NXT, they popped up on SmackDown, which the Iconics did actually beat them. Now, the people that should be first in line, of course, are going to be the Iconics. So they're the ones that actually pinned them mm-hmm. in a full-on proper tag team match, given it was a non-title match, which... See, if that had been a title match, I think David Campbell would have been the happiest person leading into WrestleMania. <laughs> I would have been jumping for joy. <laughs> but yeah, no, it I has been quite underwhelming, but I think that's just, not to sound really, really bitter, but I think that Sasha and Bailey have just ran their course and that we should have got that heel town last year. Now, it might come this year. You never know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mean, I ho- mm-hmm. for, for Gary's sake, I hope we don't. Oh, yeah, for... for- <laughs> For Gary's um, sanity. <laughs> uh, and, and, his, and his wallet as well. No, his wallet will actually be fine. His wallet will have a nice, heavier feel to it. He's not spending <laughs> as much money on merchandise. <laughs> uh, but it is, it's the thing, I, I think kind of, there should have been the initial champions, but there is going to be a point that there are two massive singles competitors in their own right at this current stage. Whoever wins the, the main event, the triple threat match, they're going to need people to feud with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on the Raw side of things, there's not many people better than Sasha and Bailey, which kind of throws up a few interesting angles of who could potentially be the ones who walk out of WrestleMania with the championship. And I'm going to go to all you now and kind of get your predictions and he'll be walking out of WrestleMania with the Women's Tag Team Championship. I'll start with Alan. Alan, who are you going with? Both hug connection, they're retaining. Right, short and sweet, I like it. David, so who's winning it? The funny iconics, there you go. I'm happy I've said <laughs> You know what iconics to win. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, David, who's winning it? Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, the Australian duo known as the Iconics. Excellent. Uh, Derek, who's your, who's your thoughts? Um, I think that Boston Hug will retain. However, I don't think it's only a matter of time before the Iconics become uh, tag team champions and Boston Hug will split up and become single competitors again. But I think um, for now, Boston Hug will hold the title for a bit longer. Sarah, who you got? I mean, as much as I would love the Iconics to win, I can see Bailey and Sasha retaining just just now, just simply for a feel good WrestleMania moment. Like you can't have every single heel winning at WrestleMania like mm-hmm. it would be too heavy but um, I, I can see it carrying on to hopefully SummerSlam because mm-hmm. I don't see the, the Iconics being involved in the pinning predicament 
because you've got four teams. I think they're going to stake the claim and go, we didn't get pinned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interest. It throws up something. Kwaku, you have an interesting prediction method. Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, I do. So, it's at this time I would like to introduce my new system that will win me the championship and bring the championship back to Ghana's favourite two sons, that is Kofi Kingston and Kwakurachi. So, I am using the new system of WWE 2K19 points. Now, in last place, which means they will get pinned, is Nia Jax and Tamina on 154 points. Then it's the Iconics on 156 points. Oof. And then Bailey and Sasha on 161 points. And the winners of this match is going to be Beth Phoenix and Italia on 168 points. There you go. Really? Who's got the high rating, Beth? Beth? Beth Phoenix has got 85. Natalia's got 83. So Natalia has got more points than Bailey and Sasha. Eh. Wow, there's a red. There's and a... the more interesting one is Natalia's got 84 and Tamina's got 74. <laughs> oh, that doesn't surprise me. God, uh, that revelation <laughs> of Natalia will send Scott McLeod crying to his bed. <laughs> <laughs> like that time I cast in on him and he lost it. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, let's not talk about the McLeods here. We're having a nice chat. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, we're having a nice moment. Thank you. Let's move, nice moment. let's move on to our next match and it's a match that on a Wrestlemania that a lot of people have thought that some of the matches and some of the builds have been quite disappointing this is one that has had the opposite effect it's one that we thought was going to be terrible in the look at it but it's actually built up to be really good it's AJ Styles versus Randy Orton Derek I'm going to go to you on this one how well have these two done to make us care about this rivalry? they've done a fantastic job it's been, it's been brilliant I'm really um, looking forward to this match it's, it's a refreshing change um, as well because the two of them have been in SmackDown together for only uh, for three years, but they've only wrestled once on TV, mm-hmm. which is something you know that we can't say about Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor. Um, <laughs> you know, they're fighting every they're fighting every week, um, so it's something different. You know, something that we haven't seen, and you know the, these guys are going to put on a great match as well. AJ's had three good main matches, and I expect that to keep going. And um, you know what you're getting with the Viper. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, David, Randy Orton, in my opinion, is at his best when he's an asshole. And he's been an asshole in this full this feud, feud so far. I've definitely, like, since his heel turn um, on SmackDown this year, and he said he was going to start taking out all of our heroes, I've enjoyed this side of Randy Orton, the vicious, sadistic side we're seeing back. Mm-hmm. You take you back to the Jeff Hardy feud, the, the thing he did with the ear uh, in the lead-up to their Hell in a Cell match, the Hell in the Cell match itself with that leather-studded belt. Randy Orton's been allowed to unleash this darker, more brutal side to him, and I think that he's exactly the opponent that AJ Styles needs as a refresher for him. I forgot about that ear thing till you brought that up there. Thanks for that, David. Oh. <laughs> but no, this is probably... This is probably one of the best uh, Randy Orton's been, uh, Alan, since probably 2009, I would say, when he was going after the McMahons. Yeah, absolutely. This is Randy Orton. Thank Randy Orton. You know, when, as you say, quote, asshole, that's exactly what he's brilliant at. His face is good, but it's not as great as his his work. And, you know, the way he comes across with a promo as well, uh, the way his body body works, you have to believe what you're saying. He's, he's almost psychotic. And he's the perfect person to bring out this wild side of AJ Styles, which McMahon wants, which I think is probably going to come out as well. And the two of them are so technically gifted. 
Uh, Randy Ott is possibly the most gifted wrestler ever, and he's not for me. He's never quite had the potential that he should. Mm-hmm. AJ for me, who is the best wrestler in the world, the two of them together were still a match. And I think it's, it's up their potential to be matched in the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Sarah, I think these two are the two things that's really sold a lot of people on this feud is two promos. The one they did on SmackDown on the Kevin Owens show and their initial one which involved uh, Randy Orton hating on the Indies. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not the first time that Randy Orton's hated on the Indies though, has it? So, like that I think helps play into it because he has taken snipes at indie wrestlers before. Like mainly on social media, like saying about like wrestling small crowds and he's used to, he's used to the big time. Like, it's all he's ever known. Because like, when you look at coming through the WWE rank, Randy Orton is like the actual proper WWE guy, what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. And then you've got AJ who is like one of the, he was like one of the biggest indie darlings to ever come into WWE. So it has mesh and their promos have been absolutely out of this world. Like I can't remember the last time that Randy Orton cut an extremely good promo that to the point you were like, oh holy sh- holy crap, what whoa. Mm-hmm. And AJ was the exact same. I mean AJ knows how to talk. Like, given his time, he is a, he can be one of the greatest talkers that I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah he, he, he's underrated on the mic at times, AJ Styles, I think. But the promos have got a lot on, on it, but the match itself has got a lot on papers. I mean, one thing I kind of thought about before the match was, in terms of Randy Orton's past WrestleMania matches, in terms of one-on-one, is there many standout Randy Orton singles matches to this point in his career? Has he had a real standout other than maybe WrestleMania 27, WrestleMania 21 against Undertaker? Probably not. No. no. So, he's, had good mo- he's had good moments, but not outstanding matches. Yeah, and quite a lot of his matches have been triple threat matches as well. So he's not really had that difference. He's one that could have been great with Triple H at 25, sort of <laughs> fell flat in the aftermath of Michaels versus Taker 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, said he had to over. That was, he was really overshadowed in that one. But AJ Styles, on the other hand, uh, Derek. AJ Styles had three WrestleMania matches. One of them was Shane McMahon. And, and he'd done very well with that one. He, You know, that was. That was a you would consider that a good match because of AJ and that you know he had to hold the match up and he and he made Shane look good in the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is a big opportunity for AJ Styles because he had that year-long reign as the WWE champion, which in a lot of people's eyes didn't quite live up to expectations. He didn't really have a major feud that stood out. Is this AJ's chance to really shine again on the main on the top tier of the roster? Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. I think he needs this match. Needs a victory so he can propel himself on again to be where he was when he was challenging for the for the title. Yeah, I don't think there's any problem with AJ settling into these upper mid card feuds right now because I don't need to see him with the belt again. He held the belt for about a year, you know what I mean. So seeing him in these sort of personal one on one sort of character driven rivalries, I think that's the place for him now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, mm-hmm. he, he kind of needs it at that point. I don't think he he doesn't really need the belt at this current time. He can no. probably go a good wee bit without that title. Mm-hmm. He yeah. needs kind of solid feuds as opposed to when he had the belt. It felt like he had three or four matches with the where they get one guy and he was always winning it. You know. Yeah. See, on that note, you're talking about feuds, and earlier this week we were talking on well, the panel were talking about rivalries on NXT Takeover and Dream Bookings. I would love to see the Dream Velveteen Dream turn up. On Tuesday, I confront AJ Styles <laughs> on a couch. On a couch, yeah, just a <laughs> <laughs> on a couch. You know what, Quacku? I wouldn't mind Velveteen Dream confronting Randy Orton either. Oh, yeah. 
Just have Velveteen confront the full roster. Yeah, just everyone. Yeah. Since just the have, dream is here. Just have um, Lacey Evans come do a catwalk walk <laughs> and then all of a sudden the dream gets pulled out on a couch. Velveteen <laughs> dream versus Linda McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> Chainsaws involved. Oh, uh, before, before David digresses onto his Velvet, no, not Velveteen dream love, his Linda McMahon chainsaw love again, <laughs> as we had on last week's show. Um... Who do people think are uh, going to win this match between AJ Styles and Randy Orton? I'll start with Sarah. Who do you think? AJ, just simply because I think he needs a fresh start and a, this is one good feud to kick off, like actual proper storytelling. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, David? AJ Styles, because I think Randy will go back to being more part-time after Mania. Mm, interesting. That's a good thought on that one. Derek? I was very undecided on this. I, I wrote down... Randy, then I scored it out for AJ, and then I put Randy, and then I'm sticking with AJ. Fourth time lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see your reaction if Randy wins, and that, that like cost, and that cost you the sweep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm like with sweeps. So there's no chance I'm winning this sweep. <laughs> uh, Four goatsmen. Uh, Alan, who's you for? Uh, I'm going for AJ because I don't think a defeat actually harmed. Orton, as I agree with David, I think we're going to go back to the part-timer run. Uh, but AJ's just signed a new contract, and hopefully that opens up some good rivalries for him. Interesting. Uh, Quacky, what's the scores on the doors? Yes, so AJ Styles is on 91, and Randy Orton's on 87. So AJ Styles takes it. But rather interesting on my research I've been doing, both Noam Dar and Dana Brooke are on 69. <laughs> 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 I can't believe you put Dana Brooke on the same level as Dora. I, I, I don't think that's, I don't I, think that's well, you, you kind of need to be on the same level to be 69. <laughs> oh, I'm done. I'm done. Who does that? Yes, the man. Good oh. Dick. oh my god. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, gee. Uh, right. Uh, I picked. I picked Randy Orton <laughs> for sixty-nine. Oh, oh my oh, god. god! That is genius. That's brilliant. Oh, that is. That needs to go on Twitter. Just that quick. That one clip. <laughs> All right. Moving on from sixty-nines. <laughs> I was talking about attributes, that's all. <laughs> so was I. Can you, leave, can you leave Brian Adams out of this, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what we're going with. I'm uh, crying, I'm crying. Let's, let's go that's on. not like you, Sarah. <laughs> Shut up, Derek. <laughs> let's go on to another match, which um, I think is overachieved in terms of the feud. It's the one between The Miz and the greatest, the best in the world, Shane McMahon. David, yes. Tell us about this. How well this feud's actually done again to make us interested, which had a stage yeah. start with the best in the world angle. Definitely. Uh, when I saw the result of the World Cup, I thought it was some sort of sick joke. I genuinely couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, and then everyone thought, I think, that the Miz was going to go and face uh, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania this year. So when he formed the tag team with Shane, I was kind of disappointed at first. But the way that they've booked this, they've taken a, a great, I sang the praises of Shane last week. A good wrestler is Dave Shane McMahon, whose babyface run had just begun to fall flat, and a very uber-popular heel in The Miz, who was starting to get cheered everywhere he went. They turned both of them, and now we've got an epic personal rivalry. The type of rivalry that WrestleMania matches are birthed on, man. This goes back to, like, Owen versus Brett. It goes back to, like, those classic personal feuds, and the fact that it's false count anywhere. Stephen, take my money, sign me up for this one. 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sarah, you look at the Miz, as David said there. The last time that WWE were in this arena at WrestleMania 29, the Miz was on the pre-show, uh-huh. and nobody cared. Now yeah. he's probably one of the most popular guys in the company. It just goes to show that if you work hard, you pay your dues, that it will eventually pay off. Not many people do believe that, but The Miz is a perfect example for that. Like you said, pre-show, nobody nobody cared. Could have cared less about The Miz at this point. Fast forward, and he is an ambassador. He is doing so many different things for WWE, as well as putting everything in the ring and everything into his matches night in and night out. <laughs> it does go to show that hard work really does pay off. Yeah, I mean... It- Derek, we kind of talked about this the other night on the, the Kofi Kingston show. Yep. How Kofi was, he's a company man, he's paid his dues, he's done everything for the company. You probably put the Miz in that similar bracket? Oh, 100%, definitely. I seen something on Twitter during the weekend, it was Becky Lynch getting interviewed about Wayne Grisgowski joining the WWE, and she was saying, oh, that's great that, you know, these guys can just walk in and be the main event. Whereas you've got guys like Kofi, you've got guys like the Miz, who have worked you know, for years in mm-hmm. order to get where they are mm-hmm. as well. And just on the match itself, you know, you, you know me guys, I love two former tag team partners going at it. I just wish it would happen more often, maybe a wee bit closer to home. But, you know... That's what I'm I'm saying nothing. <laughs> no, but also, this is going to be a... I think this is going to be a great match. You know, everything about it is, is, is got me, it's got me hooked in. You know how I love my tag teams, unlike... Alan there and I love my tag team wrestling <laughs> so it's ticking all the boxes for me definitely yeah I mean this this particular match I mean I remember a couple of years ago before we, the Suplex Retweet officially started long term we did a one-off Wrestlemania 33 preview show both myself and two men on the podcast of Contrasting Looks and David Hockney and Nathan Fisher <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things where was Matt in fight that week uh, yeah, I thought so you were in Ghana at that point no I wasn't you were meeting with Michael Essie Carry uh, on. But one thing we all that was quite commonly said on that that show, Alan, was um, the Miz deserves a title shot. Is this the match that could propel the Miz back into the title picture? Absolutely, I've been cheering for the Miz for a long time now. He deserves to be in that title frame. I liked him as the WWE champion for WrestleMania 27. He was that conniving, scared heel angle. He played him really, really well. I don't know if a lot of people they think it was too early for him in his career, but now he's matured. He's in ring. Ability has improved. He's now competing with the best in the world. Literally, look at last year's WrestleMania opener mm-hmm. with Balor and also Wallens, who are arguably two of the best in all. And he never looked out of place. This is the high time to go forward and challenge the winner of Brian versus Kofi. And hopefully, by the end of this year, he has that title in his waist. Or maybe not the one Daniels carry, but maybe the actual proper WWE title. <laughs> yeah, the, the proper leather one that we all want yeah. to see, especially Kevin Owens. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the way Miz works now, he could work carefully with any one of the three of them. Yeah. He could be the face for any one of them, but he could also be the heel for any one of them, and he is there. And, you know, as Sarah said, he is the company man, you'll probably be away from Marine 36 in a couple of weeks' time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's still doing that, and he's been for so long. He's, like, 11, 12 years in there, and he's never really been injured, because he knows how to look after himself, and he knows he's limitations are and he's actually probably one of the smartest wrestlers in the business because he knows what he can and can't do yeah totally I mean but he is coming up against a man who is the official best in the world (laughs) 
And a man who can have great matches with everybody. Mm-hmm. They can. Like, we were talking um, in the Hall of Fame show, myself and Alan, about uh, Shane McMahon's rivalry with Expat back in the day. Like, under underrated feud for the European title. Like, Shane McMahon's had a plethora of great matches. I don't doubt his ability. He's not the best in the world, but I don't doubt his ability. And that's why, what I'd like to see, he's known for the high spots, and I think this will be the most gift match at Mania. But I think we're going to see Miz take a big dive here. I think that Miz is going to shock a lot of people. Well, Miz is pulling out some quality moves. I mean, springboards off the top rope and everything, you know. When was the Miz doing this? I, bet uh, I want him to, like, start upstage Shane McMahon and just, um, like, a uh, shooting star press or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, an actual proper high fly move. And you're like, ah, screw you, I could do it better. No, no, I, am, I am the best in the world. What happens is, Ooh. coast to coast. Interesting. I personally On think Shane. he'll come out with Shane's kids. Did the strut the ramp? That'd be like a weird kidnapping angle to see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that in the show, you know. But I do think that it's not that Miz couldn't do these moves before. Um, and just couldn't put them in his arsenal because he's not athletically able he's chosen not to because he played a great heel for so long by keeping his moveset so limited and that's what made him special exactly I think there's one guarantee in this match and it's going to be sweat from yeah. Shane oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that man's going to be knackered he needs to go out the ring back in the ring they just need to, the crowd they just need to keep all electrical items away from him Aye, I'm telling you that arena it'll be very shocking that arena's going to become the world's largest swimming pool by the time that Shane McMahon <laughs> Match. The only person I've seen sweat more than Shane is when Gary breaks a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. And, uh, on that note, I think it's a good time to get our predictions for this match. Uh, Derek, we'll start with you. Who's winning? Well, see, see what you were mentioning. We, we were having a chat about the uh, tag teams going at it. I just remembered who's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, who has his stud that they done actually broke my heart, and the Rockers breaking up, and that's Brutus, uh, the Barber Beefcake, who's going to be on it. So, um, you know, that's that, that, that's just bringing back all sorts of memories <laughs> for me. That's just, I just don't know how I'm going to cope when I see him there. I'm going to be very angry <laughs> when I see him. But going back to the match, sorry, um, I think this is uh, got the Miz written all over it. Interesting. Uh, Sarah, who you got? Oh, absolutely. Miz, 100%. Alan? I'm horrified if Miz doesn't want it. No. David? Brutus the Barber, we've kept no, I'm kidding. Uh, the Miz. <laughs> Kwaku, what's the numbers? Yes, so Shane McMahon's on 81 and the Miz is on 86, so the Miz is taking this. How is Shane 81? Because he is. He's not that old, He's the best in the world. <laughs> what number do you want him to be? 69? <laughs> <laughs> oh, enough for the 69s, man. What? It's just a number? Yes, it's just a, a, it's just a number. About Stephen. <laughs> um, I'm going to go against you all again here, and I'm going to go with Shane McMahon <gasps> to win this match. <laughs> because... We need a. We need a, if Kofi's gonna win the world title, we need a solid heel to face Kofi Kingston, and we have it, Shane McMahon. <laughs> Kofi, oh, I, I can't imagine anything worse. There's more chance of me pulling Pamela Anderson tomorrow <laughs> than Kofi Kingston the title. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> what Steven just wants to get you his mug. That's all that he's wanting. <laughs> Yes, and we'd, at this time we would like to thank the guys at uh, Cheap Heat Mugs for letting us giving away one of their mugs in our fantastic competition they ran on Twitter. Sadly, none of us won it. No. But well, it, it's boring if one of us won it, isn't it? Shady. True. Who won it actually? Uh, Tom B, the guy from No oh. Money in the Bank. Tom B. Tom Tom B. 
Oh. I am drinking a beer out my Coco Bee Wear mug right now as we speak. <laughs> as you do. Living the dream. Isn't that like gimmick infringement? You should be only drinking Coco out of Coco Bee Wear. Oh, nah, no chance. <laughs> Before we go on to Coco Bee Wear, the <laughs> weirdest Hall of Fame inductee I've ever seen. Let's talk about the next match. It's going to be the returning, the first singles match on pay-per-view back for Roman Reigns taking on Scotland's own Drew McIntyre. Now go to, from one big dog to the other. And I'll go to Alan on this one. Alan, you must be quite torn on this one. I'm absolutely torn because my head's going, well, Roman's the face of something, he's coming back from the illness, kicked in the backside, well, good on him. And then my heart's going, screw him, screw Scottish, we need a winner. Let's go, grab a good way. So I'm kind of really, I don't know where to go with this. It's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a really brutal match, or big hit. And it's going to be some right score ones in this, uh, but I'm really looking forward yeah, to it. Totally, yeah, totally. Derek, you must show the company's uh, faith in Drew to be put in a WrestleMania match with somebody of Roman Reigns' stature. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, if you look at Drew now, he's, he's probably arguably his Raw's top heel at the moment, and Roman's sort of returned as this ultimate baby face now there. Everybody loves him. And the thing that's really, again, it's sort of similar to the AJ Styles-Randy Orton match where they haven't faced each other. You know, maybe AJ and uh, Randy fought each other once. These two guys have never uh, had a match before, mm-hmm. um, which is great to see. And it's a, it's a mixture. It's a rare mixture of, like speed, size, and power, which is going to which is going to take control of this match. And you know, it could easily be a main event mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I mean, my main criticism always of this, David, is um, <laughs> since bringing about the Royal Rumble time, Drew's booking has kind of been very up and down, very up and down. You think it's going to go one way, he's going to have a really big potential WWE title match, and then you kind of yeah. think, what, where's he going? Is he going to be fighting Veron again, you know? Oh, definitely, and they put him with that charisma vacuum, Bobby Lashley, and uh, the TGI's <laughs> door host, Baron Corbin, who I shared a with for a while. Um, that wasn't doing him any favours at all. Uh, Drew McIntyre is a lot better than just being another face in a group. Um, but what I will say about this match, I love the truly good emotionally earned moments in wrestling and the fact that Roman has come back from the journey he's had and is now getting the respect that he deserves from the fans for being a top guy, for being one of the top wrestlers on the planet is truly heartwarming for me. I remember the announcement of his cancer thing and watching that and crying, like shedding a tear because he does, it's a tough fight and he's came back from it and power to him. But also don't forget, it's not the same thing, but Drew McIntyre in 3MB releasing the WWE and fought his way back. He's earned this mm-hmm. spot against the face of the company at WrestleMania. This for me, even if the match doesn't like up to expectations, is a, a milestone in the careers of both men at WrestleMania. Yeah, and if you want to get an idea of that journey he took from 3MB, you can listen to our History of 3MB show that we've <laughs> done for some strange reason in 2017. Moving away from 3MB, and we're going to go on to uh, Roman Sarah. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just an emotional journey we've had with Roman from, as David said, that heartbreaking announcement at the end of last year to that announcement that he was back to that match at Fastlane. It's just a, it's, what a journey we've been on just with Roman recently. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I kept saying that, see, when it came to our greatest comeback show last year, that I always loved the in-real-life comebacks. It's like coming back from like trying to become sober or coming back from injury now Roman faced one of the toughest battles of his life and not only for the first time this was the second time or the third time this had already happened to him before so they sort of knew and saw it coming and they could act quickly which it 
See when he made that announcement that he was coming back. Surprise, surprise, I cried. But it was happy no, tears. Not like you. <laughs> That's why I said surprise, surprise, I cried. <laughs> but yeah, no, it really, it really goes to show that you can fight back and you can still do this. So it's like you can look at like little kids can look at Roman Reigns, and he's like a real life superhero in the way that he's actually done that. Because mm-hmm. it, it didn't even take that long. He was he was quickly back in remission and back on Raw fighting and at um, at Fastlane like on the um, like fighting with the Shield. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't even that long. So in little kids' eyes, he is like the ultimate superhero. He is like Superman. Yeah, and then if you kind of think of it in this way, him facing Drew kind of makes a lot of sense given what's happened since probably last July with yeah. Drew. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, definitely. because uh, like he's he's basically bulldozed his way through the entire shield, and you've got the last one who people do argue about who is actually really the main man of the shield. Now, a lot of people would say Seth, some folk would say Dean, but the majority of people would say Roman because like I don't know, I don't know why uh, he just sort of like he stood out for me, but not in like the whole big guy sort of says he should be the leader. I mean, I know that the singles title actually went on Dean and they two got the, the tag t- uh, titles when they were all together in their prime. Mm. But they, Drew's taken out Dean, he's taken out Seth, the last the last one, before destroying what was the sort of product of like the NXT to WWE is like these guys. So it's like sort of last, last horizon. Like the big, it's like the big boss at the end of a game that Drew's yeah. got to sort of get his way through. I, I do, I do want to say that I do think Dean Ambrose gets uh, involved in this match because I don't personally believe he's leaving WWE. Oh no, he's definitely and not. The fact that they've set him up and had him come out on TV every week with Drew McIntyre and different types of matches, there's, there's no way they're doing that by accident. There's no way that a guy who's getting released by the company is getting that much TV time in the yeah. main event slot, no less every week. Sure, he's getting beaten, but there's something going on there. Something doesn't sit right for me. No, I've I've always said that, like, and I I say this all the time. It's either like to people or to Twitter that they don't make that much of a big deal about somebody not signing a contract. They will usually keep it extremely quiet and then release a press statement saying they've went their separate ways. They'll make the biggest deal about someone re-signing, like what they did, like Brock Lesnar or like they've done with AJ Styles. They've made a big deal saying, "Oh, they've re-signed with the company," but apparently, apparently Dean Ambrose hasn't. And they've, big, made, they've made a big deal about it. It's a big what if with Dean Ambrose, you know. Does everybody think he'll return in this, or does everybody think he won't he'll well, be involved? He'll get involved somehow. If, if it's anything, he's going to like, smash, smash um, Drew McIntyre with something. He's going to probably find some form of a legal weapon. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's still got Mick Foley's back kicking around somewhere. You never know. He'll turn on Roman and join up with Drew. <laughs> Ooh, I think you, the lunatic and the psychopath. I am. Um, I, I initially thought that he might have came out. That Ambrose might have came out in the Lesnar Rollins match. I was listening to my fellow Goatsman speak so many wise words. I'm beginning more to agree with him. Derek, oh. This is why we make a great team. Before that's it, mate. Before this becomes a Goatsman love fest, I've got mm-hmm. one one thing to say. He's although spear into a claymore kick. Ooh. Ouch! Hurts. You know, Take yes. off. but yeah. it's going to be an emotional match anyway for the idea of Roman getting back at WrestleMania so soon. But I'm going to ask everybody what your prediction is for this match. Uh, Alan, where you go? Well, you had to go first, going to Roman 
just because we have mm. defeat to come back. I see um, Roman as well. I don't think this is Drew's time to have his WrestleMania moment, mm. but it will be coming in the next few years. However, I think for the feel good factor and everything that Roman's went through, he will win. Uh, Sarah? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like Derek said, for that feel good factor and also the fact that I do believe like Roman Reigns is like the big boss at the end of the end of a video game. Drew's not gonna beat him just now, but you never know this could continue till the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh David? Roman possibly by disqualification. Mm, interesting. Quacky was the numbers is we got Roman in the, on your numbers? You would guess correctly. <laughs> Roman's on ninety two and Drew is on eighty three. It's a solid number for Drew. <laughs> Less than Beth Phoenix, but Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Beth Phillips is a Hall of Famer, David. You can't forget that. True. Yeah. Am I the only one who yeah, thought it was higher? It's NXT, Drew, though. It was before his main roster debut. Nah, right, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Right. No, so, so, on that note, we're going to take a, a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about Kurt Angle's retirement match against the Byers Road bouncer, Baron Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one like Strachan with his shiny shoes. <laughs> oh, definitely not. We're going to talk about Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins, and we're going to talk about the match that everybody's talking about, the triple threat for the Raw Women's Championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship, the respective houses, their cars, everything. <laughs> Winner takes all. Ronda, Charlotte and Becky. But... Before we come back, we're going to play a short clip that went out on this week's Monday Night Raw, and it was the best bits from Kurt Angle's career. We'll see you in a bit. Hi, I'm TJ Perkins, otherwise known as the Cruiser Great, otherwise known as the Hill M Flash, and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Region. One of a kind, phenomenal athlete. Here's a guy that won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. And there's the ball! goes crazy! Well-rounded's not even the word. He'd excelled at every aspect of the game. Somebody like Kurt Angle comes along like once in every two generations. He's something special. As soon as Kurt addressed the three eyes, Intensity, integrity, and intelligence. I thought Kurt could really make it. biggest thing is Kurt's ability to poke fun at himself and the openness to do whatever. Jimmy grabbed corn and I don't care. I'm just a sexy Kurt. Woo! 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 I make your ankle hurt. I feel like a real cowboy. Yippee Kaye! I found these pictures. Check it out. To be able to tell the stories that guy did, just one of the most talented guys I've ever been in the ring with. again. 
I couldn't keep myself together, and I left. I never thought I'd be back. Please welcome home the one, the only, Kurt Angle. You got to make moments because they last forever. WrestleMania, I will compete in my farewell match. I'd like to thank every superstar that I shared the locker room with, but most importantly, I want to thank each and every one of you. I was born to win the Olympic gold medal, but I think my destiny was to come here in the WWE and entertain the fans. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Hello, this is Al Snow. You're listening to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to WrestleMania Week here. On Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweets. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I'm Stephen Wilson and I'm joined by Alan, Sarah, Derek, David and Kwaku. And we are talking about the main matches on WrestleMania 35. Not 25. (laughs) Um, Before we get into the discussion, I would like to thank... TJP for being one of the voices of this week's show You can catch his interview On our back catalogue Available on all good podcasting sites It was great chat And I would also like to thank Our other voice of this show An interview that's coming up in the next few days It's former WWE star Al Snow yeah. Wow yeah. We're finally getting head <laughs> <laughs> Yes you can catch that show on Wrestlemania Day, that's when it comes out On this Sunday, so in a couple of days time Right, let's get into the card And let's talk about the match that everybody is looking so much forward I to I am, I really am <laughs> It's Kurt Angle's retirement match against Barricourt You suck <laughs> Can you say that with a bit more enthusiasm please? I think you suck The listeners at home can't see the, the tumbleweed that just came out of nowhere <laughs> 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 Uh, let's go with Derek on oh, this one. Cheers. <laughs> Derek, um, Kurt Angle's had a great career. Um, why is he fighting Barry Corbin in his last match? <laughs> no idea. Absolutely no idea. But in all, all seriousness, it is sad to see him uh, see Angle retired. He's had a great career. Um, and the, not, not only in the WWE, but um, TNA as well. Does he deserve better than Corbin? Yes. But like I was just saying that we were talking about just there, um, Corbin does so well at being hated. Um, so who? But who else would you? Who else would you? Who else would you get in? Would you? Would you get Cena in? Would you? Completely. Uh, yeah, you're, you're totally right. If you take out the Kurt Angle retirement bit, 
The thing is, they've set up Angle versus Corbin since the he took over as Roger. I totally get that. The problems I have is this, um, they've sort of slept in that storyline for a bit too long, it's lost momentum, it's lost steam, and they've not really reminded us of that element of it a lot recently, especially because there's no established Raw General Manager right now, that role's almost been forgotten about. And also, when you're coming to the end of someone's career, it shouldn't be about short-term storytelling, it should be about long-term storytelling, it should be a perfect end to what has encapsulated Kurt Angle's run since he came to the WWE up until now, and someone like a Samoa Joe or an AJ Styles another book time was wearing the car but someone like that a long term career rival would have made more sense for me than Baron Corbin yeah uh, say that I think there's one one name that struck up to a lot of people's minds of who should have been facing uh, Kurt Angle and it's one man who shows ruthless aggression <laughs> it's fair to say um, are you surprised that they didn't go for John Cena I mean absolutely because considering that John Cena made his debut match against Kurt Angle, you would have thought it would have come around full circle over the god knows how many years since it's been. But I'm going to throw a curveball and actually I don't think this match is actually going to happen the way it's announced. I think John Cena is actually going to get devolved. I think because they've, they've not actually announced what he's doing, but he is going to be at WrestleMania weekend as he always is, being an ambassador. But they've there's been big speculation that they've kept John Cena's involvement in WrestleMania extremely quiet. And I think it's because of this. I think he's going to take out Corbin right at the very last second and come out and face Kurt Angle. It's a lot of talk of Undertaker as well. Yeah. Being that, that guy to take on. There's a lot of names that you could think of, Alan, for a retirement match for Angle that are still kind of involved in the roster. One even one possibility that I've seen kind of thrown out there based on what happened when Angle was in TNA was Shinsuke Nakamura. Two of them fought for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. To those people who don't watch uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, that's their championship. Uh, so, there's so many possibilities. It just makes you surprised that they've kind of went with Corbin on this one. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's making them go out in a war. I mean, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not a big Angle fan. I never have been. Um, but I appreciate having these done for the sport. I can appreciate that he is arguably the best technical wrestler ever. Um, and obviously won a gold medal with a broken frickin' neck. But yeah, it's, 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 but it's, it's the jobber match. This is the toilet break match. Yes. Which is really sad to think of mm-hmm. a guy who's a two-time Hall of Famer of two different companies is going to be treated like the toilet break. See, there's, there's another aspect to it as well. Sorry, quite you go. Yeah. There's another aspect um, as well. Um, Cut angle is not the cut angle that we've seen before. Yeah. Cut angle needs somebody to carry him in this match, I think it's fair yeah, to say. Yeah. Chad Gable and Raw, perfect example. See, the one I, the one I seen, Shelton Benjamin. Mm-hmm. That's another one that's got long term aspect to it. I mean, has anyone else got any, any other names they thought of here? I have one, and it's a crazy theory, and I don't know if he'll come and face him or he could interfere. What if Nigel McGuinness, after the success of his documentary, they reignite that because they had a wee rivalry in TNA going before McGuinness's injury? That is left field. That is very left I've heard the one, and apparently he wants to come back, but he wants it to be against Taker, but I wouldn't say no to it. Sting, Sting angle in TNA was phenomenal. Or another one just totally came around, and it's one of the greatest rivals I've ever seen ever in wrestling, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett and him in TNA, because they had the real life aspects of his wife leaving him for Jeff 
then they were fighting over the company, then they were fighting over the title, fighting over these gold medals. That could be a stellar match to go out. Because both of them, right, they're not going to compete their greatest levels, but both could still put on a good match. That could be a potential shout. Mm-hmm. Any other ones? No. Well, no. they brought in Abyss as an agent. Like, I don't think he could face Abyss, but my actual prediction of this is to spoil it, Baron Corbin winning by roll-up or some devious means, and all of Angle's friends throughout his history in wrestling come out to basically batter Baron Corbin. So the fact you've brought people like Abyss, Nigel McGuinness, Sting, Taker, Cena, mm-hmm. all there with nothing to do, perhaps we see that That's as the moment. That's interesting. Um, Kwaku, what's your, you have some thoughts on this matchup. Yes. Very strong thoughts. It's unpopular opinion time. I'm <laughs> going to disagree with each and every one of you right now. Now, if we had said, the first thing that you said was Cena, if we are, if it was Cena that was announced for it, everyone here would be, and other people would be saying, oh, it's all about Cena, it's all about Cena, 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 John Cena sucks. Let's be honest, let's be real, you know that would be the case. And the silence says I'm right. I'm now, kidding, sorry. <laughs> second of all, Corbin, yes, he's had that long-term rivalry with him, and you, David Campbell, mentioned a long-term storytelling. This is long-term storytelling. Yes, they've not done it the best in the last month. However, the fact that Corbin has costed Angle's career in the last year, let's be honest, he has done. This is the thing that he finally puts the nail in the coffin to work. If Corbin wins this, this could put the final nail in the coffin to Angle's career and imagine the heel heat he'll have after that. Also, I kind of feel sorry for Corbin because he's doing everything right. He's maybe a heel, and he, for me, he is the biggest heel in the company because yeah. everyone hates him. Really, everyone. And the guy is kind of like the Roman factor. It doesn't matter what he does, he just can't win. Yeah. But you know? it's, it's, I don't think he is doing the right thing, mm. and I, I think people do appreciate him as a heel, to be honest with you. It's just what Stephen was saying, I think. If it was Baron Corbin against Rey Mysterio, we would all be for it, because that sounds like a cracking match, big guy against small guy. Small guy. But it's Baron Corbin, a guy who's not the most mobile or exciting performer against an aged Kurt Angle. I think that's why people are See, a bit bad about it. It's, a, it's an interesting one in, in a way that you, there could be some twists and turns. We could see the, the whole squash aspect and something else happening, which is going to make this next part very interesting. It's what you all think is going to happen and who's going to be winning this particular match. Mr. Campbell. Baron Corbin. Interesting. Eric. Angle. See, just simply because it's a retirement match. See, people in the wrestling business, they go out on their back. They don't go out by winning, so I've got Baron Corbin to win this. Corbin because he needs to push. And they all go to I'm push. so glad I'm not the only one. I thought it was the only one that was going to say Baron Corbin. I think I go, but I still, I'm not convinced this is going to be the one match. I yeah, can yeah. see something. I want to agree with Sarah's point. This is going to be how it is. And I think that would be a travesty because... Unless it's like a proper shock surprise that we're not expecting, I, I would be a bit underwhelmed by it. But however, as I've got the match in front of me, then it's going to be a Kurt Angle one because he's got two incarnations that are better than Baron Corbin's 84 attributes on WWE 2K19. But that's Baron Corbin with hair. It's more of your dynamic now. Well, if you lose hair, you lose weight, so therefore you're a bit more mobile. So, so. so yeah, that's our predictions <laughs> on that one. A lot of splits on the panel. I've got cut angle personally, but uh, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, next is a match. Um, in the first half, we talked about matches that performed above expectations. I think this is one that's 
performed a wee bit below expectations for certain factors. It's the match for the Universal title. It's Brock Lesnar defending against Seth Rollins. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done anything. <laughs> As president of the Brock Lesnar fan club. Take the floor. I'm swearing at me. <laughs> um, we all know that's actually me. Oh, Brock, no, but that's too deep. Oh, Brock Lesnar, I'm going to sue you. There'll be about 22 flexes. You'll make a mistake. Is that Michael Jackson or Brock Lesnar? No, that's Brock Lesnar's mate. Not again. No, no. It's not my fault, Paul Heyman has a deeper voice than that and bread. I'm sorry. The reason that he doesn't talk. You've been told not to say that anymore. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening at home, no, I've not put a chipmunk in the voices. That is actually what you're hearing. That's my Brock Lesnar impression because he just speaks like a 10 year old so, girl. Do it again. Because <laughs> it's just a guy that's actually speaking like, like God is speaking to you. Give you fear not. I'm Brock Lesnar. I'm going to suplex you. That's Brock Lesnar. Someone who sounds like God is speaking to you is John Laurinaitis. <laughs> Especially when he talks about the people power and then your Brock Lesnar impression is rubbish because my John Laurinaitis accent is bad. It's really awful. Because of the people power. It's too strong. I'm John Laurinaitis. Before this, before this becomes uh, the John Laurinaitis Wait, impression. Can I find my point? Go for it. I wish he's laughing. Um, <laughs> Lesnar's just going to dominate and then he's going to make one mistake and Rollins just going to punish him and that'll be the end of it. I see, Derek, I'm a big fan of Seth Rollins. I would like to see him actually push Brock Lesnar a bit more other than Suplex City yeah. coming full throttle again. I can see I can see this one as Lesnar coming out at the start and dominating the match and then um, Rollins coming more into it and dominating for a while and then I think he'll do the curb stomp and do it. We need a we need a fighting champion every <laughs> week, big time, and it's, it's, it's this is this is time for it. This is the one that I sort of see maybe Ambrose coming out mm-hmm. and doing something. And if, if if Ambrose is going to come out, this is a match I would sort of see see it happening. I don't know what angle, but maybe you know if he's dominating too much and well, Heyman wouldn't do anything. So, but I can see. If anybody's going to come out, Ambrose coming out and helping them. It's an interesting one. We talk about Rollins, Sarah. Uh, one thing people say about WrestleMania is WrestleMania is a year in the making. They know kind of what they're doing a year in advance, what they're doing WrestleMania. You'd hope, anyway. Yeah, you'd hope, but <laughs> this year's been a classic example of things can change. Seth Rollins, the way he's been booked the past year, has been booked as this guy who's a wrestling machine. Yes. Surely this is his time to go and back a championship, as it's been so long since he's held the top belt. I mean, I kind of hoped this wasn't the match that was going to be for the Universal Championship. I would have hoped it was Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins, but because in my opinion, that would have probably like, given us a better match. <laughs> but that's that's my personal opinion, no bias at all. Um, but no, yeah, no, you're completely right. I mean, I think ever since he came back from his injury, they've sort of made it out that he's larger than life and he's bigger than absolutely everything. So, uh, yeah, I kind of hope. <laughs> that he wins because like, they, they do need a fighting because with all fairness the Universal Championship is a bloody joke yeah, it is an absolute so joke I mean Brock Lesnar has held it for pretty much 95% of its entire inception so it, I think it's about time that they actually have 
a proper fighting champion and someone who's like deemed the face of the company. Like they, they said that the Universal Championship was going to be this new thing, this amazing thing. You've only seen it about six times. I know it's been. It's. it's I forgot what not, it looks like. It's not been used nearly as much as it has been. Uh, David, I've got an interesting thing to talk to you about as a man who hosts a Game of Thrones related podcast. What is, what Game of Thrones related attire is Seth Rollins going to come out in? You think? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any we've got left. Um, probably a Daenerys Targaryen one would look good on him, or one of the maybe if he puts on uh, one of the Night's Watch, you know, black uniforms <laughs> like that. Like that that'd be his little finger. Ah. I was going to say I was going to actually relate it to a movie like Brock Lesnar is the Thanos of the WWE world and Seth Rollins I think is Captain America this is the end game this is the end game right now that's happening and I think that it's going to be the culmination of the entire Brock Lesnar storyline since he came back which has been Brock Lesnar dominates and has a stranglehold on the world and Seth Rollins is going to do whatever it takes to defend the wrestling fans. As he, he says it like, I'm doing it for us, I'm doing it for you. And I'm like, that's a bit on the nose for me. I'm like, okay, Seth. Did you think of that metaphor when you were waiting for six hours of endgame tickets? Just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was an absolute nightmare. It felt like sitting through a Tamina match. Like, when- <laughs> Um, but I will I want to echo what I think Derek was getting at and I think people are going to be down in this match because they're like oh it's going to be Brock Lesnar again doing his usual stuff Brock Lesnar on his day can do some really good stuff it's not always a suplex retweet pardon the pun Um, it's not um, and I would like to see like what you were saying Steve and Seth Rollins push Brock Lesnar into that Let's go next level, bro. Let's not match them what we're used to seeing. You know what I mean? I think we need to go to the next stage of what we saw with him and Balor at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Balor looked like he pushed them. And at the point we thought he was going to win, then he put him in the computer and that was it. You know, so. Yeah. It's, Which is a great move, by the way. Oh, it's, 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 it's a correct when happened. So vicious. I've never put that. Seth Rollins gets pinned. I don't know quite that. The only thing she's happy is when you take cross. Tamina mentions she's tired at the end of the match. Just so you know, I hate every single one of these. <laughs> you know it's true. I, I, Sarah, I hate myself too. So it's all <laughs> my own brothers don't treat me as nasty as what you guys do. <laughs> um, do we have a suplex count? 26. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say like four. Because I, no, but in all seriousness, I think it's going to be, I think that'll be like the story of this match that Seth Rollins throws Brock Lesnar off his game that much that he can't do his usual stick. I think that would be a smart way to play it. Okay. I've got 93 and that, <laughs> that happens to be Brock Lesnar's attributes on WWE 2K19. <laughs> really? I'm, yeah. I'm going to go for 11. Just get a funny feeling about all of them. Nineteen. Ten. <laughs> okay, time <laughs> travel. I must tie. What guy? Um, so yeah, that it's, it's a match that could go either way. It could be Lesnar hits suplex, blah 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 blah, or it could be an actual proper good match. Because when Lesnar's on his game, as David says, he can produce a good match. Daniel Bryan at Survivor Series, Finn Balor at the Royal Rumble even Goldberg two years ago when he has a bad match he has a bad match Roman Reigns a lot of the time in the last year can I just say though they brought up all this little guy thing when he faced a little guy Seth Rollins is not a little guy no. <laughs> Seth Rollins is like what 6'3", six, 6'4", six, something like that like, what the rumours are made to be true Seth Rollins is a big guy 
Appreciation ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, who's winning the Universal Championship match? Uh, Sarah, I'll start with you. Uh, Seth Rollins. Sexy uh, Seth winning. It has to be Seth, I'll be angry if it's not. Alan? Seth Rollins, I'll be there to be. 93 versus 88. Brock, Brock Lesnar's oh. week. Gotta be Seth Rollins. We can't have more of this pain. <laughs> Rock needs to go. Imagine the heat though. Oh yeah. It'll just be like a, <laughs> it'll just be just like a KO, just get up, I'm done, bye. Yeah. So I can't have Daniel Cromier from the UFC heavyweight champion is expected to have some sort of play in this match. He's going to probably heckle him. And the reason a lot of people want Lesnar to win and retain is because he will walk into the octagon with the Universal title for that fight. Uh, it's not a UFC belt. I know it's not a UFC belt, but I'm just trying to bite the two companies together. WWE fans, I don't think, care. I really <laughs> don't. Uh, but, uh, the bad thing is, I think WWE does care. They just want to remember what it looks like. Right, right folks, it's now time for the main event. That was rubbish. You should have got Quacky to do that. Get Quacky to do it. Oh, you've ruined the moment, you carry on. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the match from now both The Raw and SmackDown. Women's Championships. It's winner takes all. It's Ronda Rousey defending against Charlotte, who's also defending, <laughs> taking on <laughs> Becky Lynch. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought you were broke there for a minute. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever have to say that. Um, Sarah will again go to you in this one as you're wearing your The Man t shirt oh, yeah. as we're recording. Uh, a match that such lofty expectations when it first started, but I think we're, we're very torn on it still, I think. But we still want, we still can't wait to see it. Oh yeah, I mean, like this is the thing that everybody's been looking forward to since... See, we were talking about this, since, like, the idea was meant to be Charlotte versus Ronda, and then Survivor Series happened, and Becky came into her prime. And then everyone's just like, no, 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 we want Ronda and Becky, we want Ronda and Becky, because it's the match we were robbed of. And it, it's, yeah, we're finally getting it, and it's like, I can't wait for it. But like also the fact that we talk about, we've talked about it on the women's shows as well about when it was going to be time for women to headline WrestleMania. Didn't really think it was going to be so soon. No, I mean, Derek, the one thing to me personally is let this down. I've said this for the full the full thing is it should have been a triple threat. It should have been the one-on-one Ronda Becky. Yeah, that's what I, I was. Think. I was just about to say that there, but I think that Charlotte's done a stellar job. Oh, yeah, she's done doing, brilliantly, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Of bringing it in and it's making it more. Because a lot, everybody wanted just Ronda Becky, but the way that Charlotte's came in and made it her own, and you know she's held her own against these two guys who are very, you know, well over in the in the company as well. But the build up to the match has been like sensational. It's been amazing, mm-hmm. um, and it totally deserves its right. It needs to main event, and it deserves its right to main event. I think there was a point in the middle, David, where we got far too much crutch. Yeah, this the build to this match being like Space Mountain, Stephen. Being up and down and round and round, being in the dark, being in the light. I don't remember what I was angry about anymore. Because to this point, like, um, I 
agree that much about because listen, they had like such a simple story to tell, and it comes back to what you were saying. Becky Lynch was over superstar on the roster, have her win the Royal Rumble, have her going face round at WrestleMania. It writes itself. But it's just like when like you add something to a story that's already perfect. No, no, we'll put Charlotte in. No, 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 we'll have this crutch in there as well. No, 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 we'll have her win the SmackDown Women's title. And I'm just like, enough! <laughs> it's like you've got a five-year-old boy to write this story with like he's uh, playing at home figures. Like, oh, but then the Batman comes in. And like, <laughs> I'm just like, enough. Right, but see, at this point, what saved it for me is knowing this. Ronda Rousey has taken to professional wrestling like a duck takes to water. Charlotte Flair is perhaps one of the best technically gifted professional wrestlers on the planet. And Becky Lynch is one of the best baby faces in WWE history at this point in my opinion. The final product is going to be worth the frustration it took to get here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Al, it's been, rec- it's been good in recent weeks that we've kind of saw a different side to Ronda. To kind of, they've not just simply thought we're going to keep us at the baby face. They've had to have a combat Becky Lynch's Sgt. Pepper Yeah, I mean I said this a number of months ago well, We need to see heel, heel Ronda That is when we're going to see Ronda at her absolute peak Which we're starting to see um, But for me it's kind of failed a wee bit Because Becky's overshadowing everything And Charlotte's came in and done nothing And the heat is on her So it's been really that Charlotte's played it perfectly Doesn't matter what she's kind of like Corbin Doesn't matter what she does She's the bad guy and also, it's for great storytelling. It's one one babyface with two heels. It's what you want. It's kind of like Brian versus Batista versus Orton at thirty. You're getting the same idea again. The babyface odds are against them. They're going to do it. And I love the fact that Becky's class a babyface when she was actually a heel turn. Mm-hmm. This all came from a heel turn. It failed. And they're like, crap. This is this is this is the new thing. We're going to make you face. You're going to be it. And yes, I cannot wait for this. It's something. I mean. Charlotte's role in it has been perfect, I think, to be fair. As much as I don't like her in the match, the way it's been done is like, uh, she Becky's always said that she's not she just walked into it and everything. And pretty much everything that's happened to her over the last since the Royal Rumble, she's walked into. She what was is it? She got the championship match after doing nothing. And then that was that's the, the original title match. God, there's so many title things. And then she got the second title match. <laughs> With absolutely nothing, you know, she just took it's like ah Naomi, Carmella, Mandy, Sonya. I can't remember their names. <laughs> uh, out the way, I'm fighting Asuka. David, you're going to explode because <laughs> the one concern I have with this match is they did a great thing introducing the women's tag team titles because it gives more opportunity for the diverse amount of women on the roster to compete for more belts if they unify the titles and this means that the titles are going to be unified going forward and there's only one singles belt to chase I think that is one of the worst decisions The talk is it's going to be separate titles whoever wins it will hold both the belts for a few months and will eventually drop one of the belts I think that's great I'd like to see Becky lose the SmackDown one back to Charlotte when the SmackDown after WrestleMania. Yeah, but do we really want to see Becky and Charlotte? As great as it is, do we really want to see them one on one again? You no, know, whoever wins just has to hold it for a while. Oh yeah, they need, they need to hold. They need to hold but one. If, if they're only going to be one title, which is another story I've heard, it's so disrespectful to all the women, especially if they've worked their backside off. They're in the main spot at WrestleMania, quite rightly deserved. But then, if you're only have one main title, like the poor girls that are next to you, they're getting ready to come up. Mm-hmm. It's literally a waste of time. They'd be, you'd be begging, no, keep me here. You, that's what you'd be begging for, because it's just, what's the point in going up when you're going to be, okay, you maybe get a two minute match at starting the show, 
and that's you, and that's going to be you for like the next year to realise, oh crap, we need a second title. It's, I mean, let's talk about the main event aspect for a second of it. Derek, I'll come to you in this one because as someone who has a, a young niece, Lucy, who's very into wrestling, having a main a, a three women main event in WrestleMania, how much would that look as the type of role models to someone like? Oh, the massive role models for for Lucy um, and any young any young female you know involved in wrestling. It's massive mm-hmm. having. You know, we only had the, the first uh, women's rumble um, last year. Last year, last year as well. So it's these things are coming on. They're getting new. They're getting tag titles now. It's now a proper division, which is amazing to see, um, and that's the way it should be. I'm totally agree with what, what David was saying there in terms of the unify the belts. It's it's worthless. It's not. I think that's a terrible idea if they do that. Um, but for, in terms of being these guys being role models for someone like Lucy, it's massive. Particularly someone like um, Becky, she loves Becky Lynch, you know, just how, you know, like, how well over she is and just sort of speaks her mind and stuff like that, you know, it's just, it's um, it's amazing for someone like Lucy, Lucy just loves her. I think it really loves Becky. Die. It's very hard for you. <laughs> Sarah loves her more than I do. I love her more than always. I've not ordered you to death over it. I've not pre-ordered the Funko yet, Sarah has. Oh yeah. <laughs> Good, the children did deserve to meet our Kwaku. Anyway, um it's we've kinda as David said, Sarah, we've had the ups and we've had the downs on this feud. Uh but I think they kinda ended it quite the final raw build up. What absolute chaos. It just makes you like these free Asians. That was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that was the best thing I have seen come out of Raw in so long. And it's the fact that it was the women that was doing this. I mean, I can't get over this. Like, someone made a, a loop of Charlotte kneeing Ronda in the face to the Eurythmics. <laughs> best thing on the internet so oh far. At least <laughs> the best knee. In uh, fact, the best wrestling move I've ever seen. Like, wow. It was Charlotte's boot to the security well, guard as well. I love the fact that the, the security guards were so stupid that they put, be- <laughs> put Becky and Ronda in the one car and the two of them can have that moment but they just they, they, they look at each other and then it's like Andy <laughs> Sager. Like, hold on a minute, I hate you. It was, it was the worst policing on show. <laughs> Ronda out to the back of a police car, handcuffed, somehow gets through to the front and drives the car. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, it's I Ronda Rousey. I love TV lines so much. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but that's the thing, they should have done stuff like that quite sooner, as opposed to Becky suspended. And then she's injured. And, oh wait, we're going to decide that she's no longer suspended. Oh, well, you had to kind of like fill up the time somehow. And, and then Vince McMahon was involved, and then Vince thought, no, I hate Kofi more, I'm going to smack her. <laughs> <laughs> they had to get the godmother of female professional wrestling Stephanie McMahon involved somehow. <laughs> Jeez, oh. See, I will remember a couple of months ago when, after the Royal Rumble, our good friend at the Daily Mirror, Neil Dawkins, put out a tweet saying, would you be angry if Charlotte was added to this? And I replied and I said, if they do the build-up right, no, I wouldn't be angry. And I'm not angry, so in my eyes, I think they've done the build-up right. There was something that was very heavily debated within the middle wrestling team. It was very much split down the middle. A lot of people said they wide as a one-on-one, and a lot of them fought triple threat, you know. I think the, 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 the general consensus was that triple threat will be a, be a brilliant match. Mm-hmm. Because you've got Charlotte Flair, who many think is the best 
female wrestlers ever been in WWE. You got Ronda Rousey, who's the biggest mainstream star that's ever came into WWE, in the women's division especially. Uh, a lot of people would argue The Rock, but we'll go with Ronda in this case. <laughs> and then we've got Becky Lynch, who's been the, who's the most over wrestler they've had since arguably Stone Cold Steve Austin. Many people say she's more popular than Daniel Bryan was and more popular than CM Popcorn at times. Yeah. It just shows it's three elements of it. I think the main issue that a lot of people have is the fact that we did not get that Ronda Becky match at Survivor Series. It's so sad. Eh? And it was just that that whole thing of that whole image on that go home Survivor Series. It's the what if. That's what it's like. What if that had happened? But what would it like if like see if like that Survivor Series match had actually happened? What would WrestleMania be like? That's what you got to think of. It's the bigger picture. Yeah. It's like because we didn't get that. What what would have happened? Because let's just face it. See if Survivor Series did happen. Ronda would have squashed Becky. That would have been inevitable. So but it's also the fact that you're coming around, Ronda's been completely undefeated since her debut at last year's WrestleMania. Becky's gonna like just gonna take that all away from her and it's gonna be incredible. I think it's the prospect now that we, we might have the chance Becky might win without beating Ronda. There's a lot there's, there's a there's the chances as well as Ronda's the rumour is Ronda's gonna take time away. The thing is Ronda's still got a contract, Ronda could come back, just not as regular. We could then invent how much more we'd want to see the rematch we had in Becky. Could be. I think Ronda, I think Becky wins without pinning Charlotte is the key thing because mm-hmm. I do think that Ronda will be going away for a while and I think they'll use this opportunity because like a lot of people might say, oh Charlotte's just in there like in the Becky Lynch slot from what we discussed uh, WrestleMania 32, Stephen like to take the fall. Mm-hmm. I, di- I disagree. I think this is where Ronda Rousey takes the fall and I do think they'll set up for Becky and Charlotte for at least a month more down the line. Also as the storytelling as well because Look what happened after she lost her first fight in the UFC. She disappeared for a year, had a comeback against somebody who they thought isn't really going to hurt her, and she got knocked out yeah. quick. So, for the storyline purposes, because. it adds to it. Because I know they kind of played it already in UFC. What happens when you lose, you run. So, it bring that back in. So, for her coming back, would you say maybe take time off? SummerSlam? They have a main back. event. Be- Becky's still got the time at that point, hopefully. Two of them go one on one. I think, I, it's, I think it's fair to say as well, this feud's produced some of the best Twitter work in WWE history. I mean, on, on Becky's side, yes, Ronda's has been yeah. questionable. Well, Becky mm. said that the Twitter is to wrestlers like having a live microphone in front of a crowd 24-7, mm-hmm. and I think she's had the best utilisation of Twitter in any wrestling. Lo- lo- I love the one yesterday after Ronda put up the, the mugshot picture, she just put mugshot as just a picture of a man. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know you're saying like she's like the new Stone Cold, but for me she's like the new Rock because she's all no, right. You, you went through the Rock. I know, no, but, but <laughs> hear me out. She backs up nine, but the Rock came out with so many lines that it's modern day language now. We all say it, and she's kind of doing the same thing. And then it's, 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 a, hi, it's a hybrid, I think. I think and it's, it's, she's the first Becky Lynch case. She's the first Becky Lynch. But there's elements I'd say more of the Rock than Austin. Because Austin really had what. That's really that's his major one to but look at me, he had the rock have his major link and now she's doing it and she's doing it with Twitter as well. I mean if you imagine the Rock and Austin back in the day, what they'd be like if they had Twitter. I don't want to imagine I could be here all day talking about I know. One. But she is like but I think in the ten years time you'll be talking about her on the same scale as them. See, it's gonna be an epic. It's gonna be great. It's a match fitting of a WrestleMania main event as been as opposed to some of the matches we've seen in previous years. But there's gotta be a winner. The question is, who's going to win this one? Derek. Becky. Sarah should ask you. 
<laughs> yeah, no, Becky, but she's going to pin Ronda at the same time, have it come full circle that she should have done at Survivor Series that she will never, that she never got to do. Becky pinning Ronda. Becky making Ronda tap out to the move she said was awful. Yes, the armor, this armor. Yeah, and she was squealing when she had it on that go home raw. Yeah. she was in terrible pain. Yes. Like David Hockney when he loses. <laughs> <laughs> Quacko, uh, I believe you probably will have Ronda Rousey on your speed. Uh, yes, you're right. <laughs> Becky Lynch is on 83, Charlotte's on 85, Ronda Rousey's on 87. Becky Lynch and Drew McIntyre, same score. I wish, I wish we had a webcam for Sarah's face when I said that she broke Sarah. I mean, I thought Charlotte would have been higher. <laughs> yeah. Surely at one point though, Quacko, you need to realise your system is fallible and you should, like, edit a choice like this. <laughs> <laughs> what made me realise I need to actually open 2K19. I go for Christmas and still haven't opened it yet. Oh. You, need to, you need to join us. Join us. I've not played in ages, so I can. I'm a member of the group chat, but I've never actually opened it. Um, I, I so, still use my system of uh, playing 2K19 to see who's going to be the winner. So, um, <laughs> I've got the same same as David. I've got Becky to make Ron the tap. And we're going to have that glorious moment oh. of Becky winning as I drink. Out of my Kofi Kingston cup. Available at cheap heat mugs. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, it's a good point to wrap up this WrestleMania main card preview. Our last of our main WrestleMania week shows before the big event itself. So an applause to us for that, for making it through. Yay. Woo-hoo. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Well done, team. Great hustle. Now, you can catch all of our best WrestleMania Week episodes on our back catalogue. You can just find us Spotify, iTunes, and all good podcasting sites. You can also find them on our social media channels at Suplex Retweet on Facebook and Instagram and on our website, suplexretweet.com. Now, we've got a couple of other wee things that are going to come out in the next couple of days as well. Now, on WrestleMania Day, as we announced during the week, we have our interview with WWE hardcore legend and actually their icon Al Snow yes and on Monday night we're going to be doing our next day fallout where we're going to try and digest what's happened at Wrestlemania with Little Sleep which will be hosted by our own Alan and then we're going to have a more detailed review of the full weekend as a whole on our show coming out next week so that's all to come at Suplex Retweet but from me, Stephen Wilson, I'd like to thank my panel tonight. First of all, Alan McLucas. To Sarah. Thank you. Thanks very much. Derek. Thank you, Stephen. To David Campbell. Next thing you hear from me, a Goatsman will be champion. Oh, gee, yeah, I for, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I for a day. Yes. It's all down to you, David, because you know what Derek's like in sweeps. I, unlike you, unlike <laughs> Derek, Stephen, I will support Derek. Derek has no faith in himself in sweeps. No, no, no. <laughs> that was a joke, Stephen. Come on. If you just like your mum loves you, it's a joke. Come on. <laughs> Before this gets mean, I'll thank uh, Kwaku Aji. <laughs> it's going to be the proudest day ever for Ghana as the two favourite sons of Ghana return as champion. Kofi Kingston, WWE champion. Kwaku Aji, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet World Champion. Yeah, thank you. We may get a sports relief single from Tinchy Strider. You never know. <laughs> Michael Essien comes out of retirement. There we go. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d- tips you know what you should be doing you should be going online you should be subscribing you should be listening to the back catalogue of eat sleep suplex retweet whatever the fuck you're doing that's what you should be doing i don't care if it's your mum's birthday i don't care if she's feeling contractions get on it right now sports social podcast network
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.